The investment world has completely changed. The rules of yesterday are either gone completely or need to be reevaluated. We have experienced the largest rate hikes in history after the largest printing of money in history and all that after the biggest government forced business closures in history. After all of these changes, if you don't reevaluate your investment portfolio, you could lose really big. If you put your money into a savings account or even a CD, you will probably actually lose money when you compare the interest rate that you're making to the current rate of inflation. And as inflation declines, interest rates will typically follow, so you will not get the returns you need to succeed by parking money by a financial institution in this environment, most likely. However, you also won't lose your investment by taking that approach. That's why it's vital to determine your risk appetite and your risk tolerance before you commit to any investment route. First things first, what is risk appetite? Several terms refer to the degree of exposure an investor is willing to take in their investments. Risk appetite generally refers to the highest level of risk that an investor, so you in this case, will accept in order to achieve their goals. So if you have a high risk appetite, you may invest in equities with the potential for a much higher return, but also a higher risk of a loss over it. Risk takers are sometimes willing to lose money in exchange for the opportunity to earn considerably more gains through other investments. So let's ask the obvious question. How do you determine risk? Determining how much risk is involved in an investment can be tricky. Buying shares of a particular stock, for instance, often for an emerging company, is riskier than investing the same amount of money into an index fund. Nevertheless, the index fund will likely return an average profit over that period of time, let's say eight to 10% annually. Investing in index funds is a great way to enjoy the benefits of the stock market without the challenge and the hurdle of choosing individual stocks on your own. However, if you happen to invest in the stock that enjoys a tremendous growth after you buy, you can earn a far more significant return. For example, a $1,000 investment in Apple stock made 20 years ago would be worth almost $700,000 today. The catch is that you had to have bought it before it started to go up and also never lost faith during the down periods of the stock. You could have just as easily invested $1,000 into Enron for which you would have received zero for your return, literally losing every dollar. That stark reality is one of the reasons why renowned investor Warren Buffett advises most people to choose an index fund over individual stock selecting. Uncle Warren's Berkshire Hathaway holdings are heavily invested in a small number of companies that he personally believes will continue offering long-term value including Apple. The stock market is risky, but can return great rewards if your strategy is on par with what you need. So then is real estate less risky than the stock market? Well, every investment has the potential to lose money. So let's get that out of the way. And this does include real estate, especially for those that don't know what they're doing. The financial crisis of 2007, 2008 led to a decrease in home values across the board and the prices of other real estate assets. However, the stock market did not perform any better during that period as well. So really all investments suffered during that period for the most part, but real estate and stocks rebounded ultimately and regained their value relatively quickly. Over an extended period of time, real estate is generally considered one of the safest and most profitable investments, but the time horizon is usually longer. Of course, as with stock holdings, 
you might lose money if you have to sell at the wrong time. However, unlike the stock market, your investment is unlikely to collapse completely like an Enron. Real estate is nearly always something that holds at least some form of value. It's tangible. It has four walls and a roof. So in that instance, there's always some intrinsic value in that even if a market fluctuates up and down at different times. From this fact alone, and from infinite market trends that we can see, commercial real estate ownership pretty consistently demonstrates healthy long-term investment returns. But real estate investments also have other advantages. Real estate can provide benefits in addition to the appreciation that everyone typically enters for. For example, suppose you invest in residential rental property. You can enjoy the cash flow if you charge your rent high enough to exceed your expenses and your mortgage payment. At the same time, you'll also have the tax advantages associated with the property, including an amazing depreciation tax structure. At the same time, the property will likely increase in value, allowing you to earn profits in the form of capital gains when you actually sell the asset. Similarly, owning an office or an industrial property, my personal favorite, can provide the same benefits with reduced active involvement, meaning you could probably get most of the benefits, but with less work than having a small house with one single tenant. That said, it's important to always be careful when investing in real estate. And unlike the prospectus or other information available to describe the potential risks and reward for a public company, you may be on your own when evaluating a property's financial potential. And in addition, I want to make the point that usually when someone invests in real estate, they only have a limited amount to invest. So what that creates is a situation where it's much harder to diversify than if you had infinite money and could buy in different cities or different asset types. So in that situation where someone wants more diversity and wants to get around the same returns of ownership, I typically recommend considering real estate investment funds. During the COVID world, we reevaluated the world we expected to see for the next decade of investing and considered what trends were emerging for the future. Look, would work from home last forever or only a short while? Would people be terrified and stay home for the next decade? Or would they feel extremely cooped up or and actually want to travel significantly? Would companies in the stock market be able to survive with their cost of capital raising massively like we've seen? Or would we see huge layoffs and business failures like in most recessions in the past? So we sat down and we took a deep dive into the economic data we had in front of us and we determined where and how we should be investing in real estate in the first place. And since then, we've actually seen record returns, even while in the midst of one of the greatest market downturns in history. And while we spent nine figures repositioning our portfolio, these same principles can be used for you today. First, there are ways to invest in real estate without buying property yourself and taking massive advantage of diversification. Examples include real estate investment trusts, AKA REITs, Delaware statutory trusts, AKA DSTs, and my personal favorite, private equity real estate funds. Starting with REITs though, these are traded on the stock exchanges, okay? So that means that any investor can participate. Since these REITs are regulated like stocks for other public companies, the financial information is disclosed to potential investors. However, REITs are often susceptible to the same market fluctuations as the stock market that they are being traded in. So there's a huge question of whether REITs are actually amazing real estate investing tools, or if they're just another stock investment with a company 
that has some real estate. Private equity funds, on the other hand, typically require investors to be considered what the SEC calls accredited, meaning they have an income of over $200,000 per year or have a net worth of a million bucks. This is because the SEC wants to make sure that, that this investor possesses resources and financial savvy to invest knowing that if they make bad decisions, they could lose a lot or even all of their money. Real estate investment funds create their passive investing business by pooling capital from multiple investors and then using that lump of funds to go buy and manage real estate assets on behalf of the fund and the investors. So when evaluating funds like these, reviewing the sponsor, AKA the operator or the general partner's experience is extremely essential. As a matter of fact, I always recommend starting there. Additionally, understanding the fee structure that's involved is extremely important. Some funds actually have much higher costs that even if the returns are good, those costs can diminish the value of the income flow and the final amount that you receive when the fund is done. Still, if you complete your due diligence, you might find a way to enjoy the potential benefits of real estate without the active involvement and the direct ownership of tenants and toilets and managing that whole process yourself. One of the most amazing things about the investment space is the amount of networking that, that takes place with some of the best fund managers in the world. I spent over $58,000 to be involved in a small group that got together recently and had discussions on the best takeaways from the current market and how people are being successful. If you want a copy of my personal notes, from this $58,000 investment, comment below the word notes and we will send you a private copy of my private notes from that $58,000 event. And without a doubt in this environment, you absolutely must understand, please spend some time to understand the inflation picture that we're all living in currently. I'm putting up a link now to an extremely valuable presentation that we at Saint put together on inflation. We expand on the inflation with the best explanation that I have ever seen to date of the current environment. Check it out and protect yourself and your investments. State of inflation ahead, how to navigate this, how to manage your portfolio and invest through this.